Hi, this is uh, Jeremy Richardson from the RBC Global Equity team. Uh, here with uh, an investment brief on social media. Uh, it's a topic which has been in the news uh, quite a significant amount over the last uh, couple of months, really driven by a lot of the changes that we've seen in the US market after the US election. Now, as a, uh, an individual, I'm not uh, a big user of social media. Um, but uh, I think uh, you probably won't find me on uh, on most platforms. So I'm going to bring in the help of a, a colleague of mine, Luis Benoliel, who's a senior portfolio manager on the RBC Global Equity team. So it's been a little bit more about what social media is and why some of these uh, business models are now subject to perhaps greater levels of uh, interrogation than they had been previously. So Luis. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, good to see you. So, yeah, I, I know you haven't been on, on social media platforms uh, much. I have tried to wean myself of the social media, but I have to admit I'm still on a number of them. And, uh, and you know, you know the issues. Um, and the major one, I think, is um, that essentially every social media platform benefits from engagement. Uh, the more engagement they, can, they have, the more money uh, they can generate. The economics are, you know, each minute more I can get uh, X more dollars. And um, and that is a bit of an issue because, you know, that we tend to find that um, controversy sells a lot, uh, so, you know, creates a lot of engagement. And I know that from my personal experience because, you know, I, uh, you know, the social media platform has a lot of knowledge about me. They know what I like to click on. Um, and typically there are things that confirm my biases and make me feel really good about myself. Um, and it's great for engagement, uh, but it creates a little bit of a problem. One of them is addiction. Uh, that's why I'm trying to weed myself off these things. Uh, but, you know, the second one is that if all you're doing is confirming your biases, and I have maybe a different opinion to yours, we don't have a particularly balanced view of the world. And so... Potentially, the social media platforms are not fulfilling the original remit, which is to connect people together. I I, I think it's incredibly uh, problematic. Uh, now, I think there's a there's a, there's a real sense I think at the moment that you know the these 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 business models which set out to achieve so much uh, good are perhaps not meeting society's ex, uh, expectations for the reason that you. You say, you know, these issues to do with uh, potential addiction driven by engagement. You know, that's not new, right? Media companies have been doing this for years. But we seem to have moved now into a different realm where because of the size and success of these business models, they've become almost pervasive. I mean, there must be very few people like myself who uh, are largely absent from them. So uh, they're now having a much more powerful impact upon so, uh, social discourse. And that's leading to societal questions. And you know, from an investor standpoint, um, you know, one of the, the, the frameworks that we always try and think about and apply when thinking about business models is this sort of very basic idea about contingent assets and contingent liabilities, right? So if you are writing checks that your business model can't cash, if you're sort of prioritizing the short term over sustainable medium and long term outcomes, then arguably you're creating a contingent liability. And I guess that the question that investors have to face now is that potentially some of these business models are finding themselves exposed uh, to you know, contingent liabilities as a result of the fact that they've, uh, they're have now perhaps contributing in a way to social discourse rather than that social positive social engagement that you were mentioning. 
And it seems to have all come to a head recently, right? With this whole just deposition of should social media platforms censor uh, information for the benefit of, you know, not creating this social discord. Uh, I think we've, we've both seen that, right? Yeah, I mean, it used to, it was the case, wasn't it, right? That, uh, you know, social media platforms, uh, they absolved themselves of responsibility because they didn't enjoy an editorial function. They were pipes and, you know, we contributed posts and uh, messages. It went through the pipe, uh, but it was, it, there was no uh, choking. There was no editorial uh, oversight. Whereas if you think about traditional media, there, there's always been an acceptance that there was a degree of responsibility there. There was an editor who would be making those types of decisions and trying to and balancing up what was good for the business and then what was good for the for the users. And I think you know, the the thing that's really changed uh, and got people questioning now is that you know, that delineation between uh, you know, that that sort of uh, you know, are you just a, a platform? Are you just acting as a dumb pipe? Or are you now making an editorial type decision has really been highlighted, I think, by the moves to sort of cancel people on social media. You know, high profile users have now no longer to be found because of essentially editorial type decisions. And that's sort of, I think, shown to a lot of people the power that a lot of these decisions are having. And, and arguably, you know, there's, there's maybe a, a, a democratic deficit there. Who makes these decisions? To whom are they accountable? Um, and you know, is it right? Um, you know, we don't know, I guess. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's becoming um, a bigger and bigger issue of concern to politicians across the globe, right? And there really is no consensus about how to address this. Uh, and we have this being pushed to have social media platforms regulate the content for quite a long time, and to a large degree, they have made efforts. You know, there are policies. There are reels of people who have been hired to look at the content and try to make sure that it it agrees with the with the policies. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to have had much of an impact, uh, if at all, uh, which kind of you know talks to the to the difficulty of this of the self regulation. So I guess now we have to move, or you know, politicians have to consider other sorts of approaches. I don't know if there's any consensus on what the right approach. Is uh, there are a number of of options? Do you, do you think do you think uh, it's possible that some of these businesses could get broken up? Well, there's definitely one of the approaches considered, uh, particularly in the US. Um, I have sympathy for that, some sympathy for that argument, but I also recognize that the value of a social network is essentially in finding. Uh, everybody you know on that social network. So there's a risk that breaking up will only delay a reconsolidation of uh, the gravity of friends and social network across a new one. Um, so might have an immediate impact, but over the long term might not solve anything. So what about uh, uh, what about uh, I don't know taxation or or maybe turning these business models into subscription services? Yeah. Well, that has a lot of intellectual appeal to me. Um, in a way, if you were to take away the advertising revenues uh, through some sort of policy decision, um, that would definitely have uh, you know an impact in say in changing the economics of the engagement uh, argument we're, we're sketching before. 
Um, and yeah, would I pay to have a platform where I'm not fed outrageous uh, information, but I can see all my family and friends and the new pets and weddings and all these things? Maybe. Uh, but that's pretty radical. I don't think anybody's pushing it you know, beyond the, the, the realms of me and I discussing this. Uh, but I, I have sympathy for that approach, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess the challenge here is that we... We get, but there's a sense that something isn't quite right. Something isn't really working. We're not getting the benefit as a society out of these tools as we, as we perhaps expected. But we, we ha can't really define what success looks like. And I guess that must mean you know, maybe we need to have some sort of broader societal conversation about what we want from social media, where society's expectations should be. And then you know, structure should be put in place, perhaps, in order to facilitate an adjustment towards whatever that new goal looks like. I 100% agree is not an easy conversation, um, but it is a very important conversation and it's one that is definitely gathering momentum. And I said before, there are no easy answers. You know, we've just been talking about having uh, like section 230 of return, so making platforms liable for the content that are shown. Uh, there's some other alternatives being considered. I don't think any of those alternatives is particularly positive for uh, some of the larger social media platforms out there. And I guess this links into um, some of this contingent liability argument that, that you were making, making earlier on. So as investors, do we really want to be exposed to that potential cost? Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not obvious, is it really? If, uh, if it's, you're looking at potential investment, you've got the world to choose from. You know, why would you want to choose a business model which is perhaps subject to uh, regulatory change, where the where the, the the costs and the benefits are going to be uh, under scrutiny? Really interesting, really interesting discussion, Luis. Thanks very much for your time, and uh, everybody, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you.